0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the
1: Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, greetings and welcome to not just another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, but also the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. The the old jolly fellow, currently speaking, my name is Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at Just Baseball, which is a great website. Could check me out on Twitter, at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Lockdown Pirates on YouTube, at LO underscore Padres for the Twitter. I do lots of good postings, but also a good poster. I am being joined by the host of Lockdown Dimex, who has been a frequent guest on my pod. And boy, do we have some, some juicy content. For you open wide you know what i mean
1: miller oh. thomas at Creative tops 24 twitter sir how are you i'm doing good uh the open wide comment interesting interesting but we're doing good today sir
0: <laughs> hey man i just think that it's it's the rare time right that the diamondbacks that you're actually going to be kind of excited to talk about them and that's what we're going to be doing on today's episode talking about this upcoming series a little bit between the Padres and the Diamondbacks it is kind of timely of course you know hopefully everybody enjoyed their labor day weekend and i'm really excited for this series and the reason why is because i've known Miller for a couple of years now there has never been a time when he genuinely he, he's done a bit before right he's done it in the the off season and whatnot where he's like, I love this team. And, and we've got Caleb Smith and all these guys. He had to like completely, I I know you, you're just trying to drum up excitement when you don't necessarily buy fully into it as a team. But over the last week or so, the diamondbacks have kind of been a little bit of like the hipster team of baseball where like a lot of people are getting into them. They've got a lot of fun players. They've got my boy, Christian Walker. Um, What is kind of the, the main vibe for the diamondbacks fans and who has been the big storyline, I guess, going on for the D-backs.
1: Yeah. D-backs fans are feeling good right now because basically if you're like the Lindsey Crosby type where you just love prospects and look like mm-hmm. looking at like whom futures, like the D-backs are your team right now because we're just loaded with young talent. It's the month of September D-backs, not really in the playoff race, you know, 10 games back. So they're just calling up their young guys right now. It's a, big youth movement in arizona and right now since the all-star break the d-backs are one of the best teams in baseball i'd have to look up their exact record i wish i had it off the top of my head but i know they have a better record than the your team the san diego padres in the second half of the season because the d-backs they got like a plus 40 run differential their pitching staff um from the rotation zach gallon basically only gave a Not basically. He only gave up three earned runs in the whole month of August. Has a a, a streak of like 43 consecutive innings of not allowing an earned run. Merrill Kelly has been a beast, too. You look at the bullpen. That's been a struggle this year. But from the lineup, the top down, I mean, we have so many young players are just – Overperforming expectations coming to the season, like a Josh Rojas, who we acquired in that Zach Greinke trade. He's improved so much this year. Christian Walker is having a career season with the 30 plus bombs, like you mentioned. Just called up Corbin Carroll, the number three prospect mm-hmm. all of baseball, according to MLB.com. We got Alec Thomas, who was a top prospect entering the season. We still got Dalton Marshall. Like they're just young talent up and down. Stone Garrett's on the major league roster now. He was one of the yeah. minor league leaders at home runs he's been a beast so far with the d-backs or extra base hits and the most underrated player in the lineup right now is a guy who not many baseball fans know is jake mccarthy who's been fantastic mm. in this 70 game sample size this year around a 300 average around an 800 ops double digit steals he might Push for a starting spot in the lineup next season. He might push a guy like Alec Thomas out the lineup because his bat's been so good this year. So, for the D backs, you look at that lineup, they've had so many guys overperform expectations this year. It's a really long, really young lineup. And now you look at this D backs team. They've been hot in the second half. They're still not quite in the postseason race, but you look at the wild card standings. They're the second team out right behind the Milwaukee Brewers, who we play for the fourth time in a four-game series today. Could potentially take three out of four from them. Then we play the San Diego Padres two more times this year and the Brewers one more time. Hey, it's a long shot. It's a miracle. But D-backs fans right now, we're holding on to the slimmest of margins that maybe you could still creep <laughs> back in the wild card race.
0: We're holding out for a hero till the end of the night. Um, Yeah, man, all that sounds great. I know that Corbin Carroll is a a very fast lad. Um, That was really cool seeing all the speed stuff on him. All the little, the sprint speed is the highest in three years or whatever the heck, right? Like, it's really exciting because, you know, the Diamondbacks are one of those teams that. They had 2020 happen, right? Where they head into the season going, we were pretty good last year. You had the Marte Parte, as you love calling it, right? And then you have Starling Marte on the team. And then it's a disaster, basically from the get-go, right? This is back when Slam Diego happens, all this stuff. And everyone's like, oh, man, they are really in trouble. Madison Bumgarner, he's cooked, right? And then things have flipped. They ha- They are a good example of a team that has shown you that baseball, while it is tough, You can flip it around. Um, It's possible. It's not easy, but you can't flip it around to all of a sudden being like, well, you know, the the Diamondbacks, the only issue with them right now is, you know, the Padres and, and Dodgers are still ahead of them. But, you know, who do you feel more better about going forward right now if you're a fan? Do you feel better about the Diamondbacks or the San Francisco Giants? I don't think people would have said or at least had the opinion that it was the Diamondbacks last year, right? Because it's the Giants. They have Marco Luciano maybe in the in the farm system. I have Joey Bart, who people call Joey Fart now because a lot of the Giants prospects haven't panned out, which is, of course, a warning for everybody that gets excited. The Giants farm system was really high, and now it's blah, 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 blah. And everybody's old. Brandon Belt can't stay in the lineup, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed watching Zach Gallen pitch, um, and I've enjoyed – of course, Christian Walker, arguably the most underrated first baseman in baseball, considering that a lot of the underrated thing is just because his batting average isn't very high. And I know he's been raking lately. He's been hitting with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. I've been following because he's been on my fantasy team. Yeah. That has returned, so that's really nice. But the power, man, one of the more fun highlight real players in the league, I think. Just because, not that he's not good outside of it, but it's just so fun seeing the home runs like he looks like he smokes every ball to the the, the Romulans home planet. I mean, it's just nuts, right? Like, so the, the Diamondbacks. I mean, people can't tell. I'm a big fan of what's going on over there because I'm also not threatened by them right now. Not yet. Not oh, yet. yeah. Not I'll be more yet. threatened not. next year.
1: I'll be threatened you know, more next year. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, we'll check back in in three weeks, you know. You never know in three weeks what could happen. We might see you guys in the first round of the playoffs. But, yeah, <laughs> Christian Walker, there's a reason we call him Christian. I mean, he was one of the league <laughs> leaders from, like, 2018 and 2019. Or maybe it was 2019, 2020, and like hard hit and like hard mm. contact percentage. So like all those advanced stats really liked him. So he's he had like a down year last year because of injuries and stuff like that. But he's been able to tap back into the power this season, which has been a really nice development for this D-backs team. And also, Javi, he's going to win the gold glove this year. If you look at pretty yeah. much any defensive metric on fan for first baseman, he's literally like number one across the board. And most defensive first baseman on fan are like negative – or, like, have, like, negative defensive stats. He's, like, the only one of positive defensive stats among all first basemen on Fangraph. So he's going to win the Gold Glove. And I like your joint your Giants' point about their future because I always felt like they were fool's gold, especially coming into this mm. season. Because they had that great year last year where they won 100 games. But did anyone think that was repeatable? I felt like we had... To have regression to the mean because you had guys like Evan Longoria and the Johnny Cueto's have fantastic seasons, and Cueto still having a fantastic season with the White Sox. But felt like they had so many just like old players just overperform expectations. And now heading into this season, a lot of those guys have regressed to the mean. Then the young players haven't panned out. Meanwhile, you look at this D backs team, a nice young squad. Don't really have too many old guys. Like Christian Walker is like the oldest player in this lineup at like 31 years old, and he's still arbitration eligible, which is yep. crazy. So. This D-backs team, I think they're going to have one of the best lineups in baseball over the next two to three years because you got Corbin Carroll this season that got called up. Maybe Jordan Lawler has a cup of coffee next season, who was our last year's first round pick. Then Mm -hmm. maybe two years from now, you got Drew Jones, who is the number two overall pick in this year's draft. Now, that's, of course, best case scenario. If all your prospects hit their ceiling, you know what your team could be. But, you know, as a D-backs fan who doesn't really have any way in terms of signing big-time free agents because those guys never pan out the Zach Rankies and the Madison Bumgarners our trades never work out like we need the player development to hit we need these prospects to hit because without that this D-backs future is just pretty much riding on these prospects I don't like putting all my eggs in the prospect basket I'm the big anti-prospect guy but I think for this D-backs team you kind of have to
0: yeah I mean because like you said some of the signings haven't worked out like Madison Bumgarner right uh it just has not you know, come to fruition for a winning uh, season necessarily for the D-backs, but what I do like is also me. Ma- what I like is that they have foundational pieces they have your walker, and they signed Marte uh, recently, Ketel Marte I should say, mm-hmm. um, I like that they're still showing a willingness that if someone comes around, I wouldn't be shocked if the Diamondbacks try and get a decent free agent in the offseason class but that's oh. just me, although I will say Ketel Marte, I thought he was supposed to be,
1: I don't know, good. We're down here. He's having down yeah. year. He's having down year. Just you know? a down, down year.
0: Just a down year. Okay. That's it's, it's totally season.
1: cool. But you it's know okay. what? People have down seasons. It's fine. You know it's what? Good. The Angels, you know, they might be selling their team. D-backs. A lot of outfielders. Maybe we can throw a tiny market. I wouldn't no. be close. I would I've thrown it out there. I've discussed oh. Oh. on the block. We got a lot of top prospects. Okay. Not? okay. 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 Yeah. The gallon kelly and otani in your rotation then you add otani in your lineup with the carol and the rojas and the mark day who knows who knows it could be interesting it could be interesting <laughs> throwing it out there throwing it out there We got to compete with there, like the padres you know we going out there getting Juan Soto. we gotta compete out here
0: yeah i feel that man i feel that we'll see how that all comes to fruition guys but i will tell you I'm, i just slandered Catal Marte unjustly but well justly but I mean this un- unnecessarily is. It, d- it wasn't necessary right but you know what I can't slander Millard Ooh. you know what never has a down year what the built bar I don't know my friend. okay I didn't know what the was <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right everybody if you haven't tried built bar puffs yet though specifically you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys and guess what guess what there's a new flavor that's right covered in chocolate They've got cookie dough now. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. It's great, guys. Cookie dough chunk puffs are now available over at Built Bar. They're basically kind of like a little bit softer, lighter version of the Built Bars. Different tastes, I love them very much. Every time they've sent over a care package my way, I've enjoyed them very much, too. All of their new flavors, go check them out, guys. And like all Built Bars, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. They're better for you, it's great. Put away the, the the super snickers and whatnot. You know, they're only 160 calories and only a whopping fifteen grams of protein in them. Really good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Um so if you want to go check that out, go to built.com and use promo code locked on fifteen and get fifteen percent off your order. Remember that is promo code locked on fifteen. Millard, my man. Yeah. We gotta keep it rolling, man. We gotta keep it rolling. So the Diamondbacks, they're cool. They're cool. I, I really appreciate them beating up, by the way. This isn't just like, oh, they scored a little five runs. They've had a good week. Some 13-run games was so against cool. the, the Brewers or whoever. I forgot who the heck you guys played this week, but it was Holy the Brewers. Perfect.
1: Yeah, Brewers. This week, you also smacked the Phillies if you want to look at the couple of those scores. 13-7 uh-huh. and twelve to three. You did give it back by a two eighteen loss, but it's hey. still it's
0: really really cool. <laughs> it's still cool. Yeah, I know. They've been scoring a lot, man, and that's really good. And you asked uh, mentioned earlier about their second half record. They're twenty three and seventeen in the second half, which is definitely yeah, better man. than their forty and fifty two pace from the first yeah. half. It just feels like you know at least there seems to be there are a lot of teams in baseball where you look at them. Maybe not a lot, but there's a good amount of them where you're like, oh, my God, how do you get out of this? Right. Your Detroit Tigers, your Oakland A's, your uh, maybe even to a small degree, your Texas Rangers, your uh, Colorado Rockies, your uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, Chicago Cubs. There's there's all these like really bottom dollar teams. And I think it's fair to say that the Diamondbacks have vaulted ahead of that, at least that crop of group for the time being. Again, like you said, we don't know how it's going to pan out, but at least there's hope. And at least there's a semblance of a plan, right? And I, I have to admit with the Padres, sometimes we're like, oh man, are we sure that they, they know what they're doing? Or are they just trying to build this the way that you and I build our fantasy football teams, which is just go after a star. Boom, that's a star, a shiny object, go grab it, right? Go go draft Josh, Josh Allen in the first round. Forget about depth, right? Who knows? That might be the case here. But I'm wondering, do you have any questions about my Padres, basically? heading into this I'm sure just heavyweight million people watching uh matchup that we've got covered this week
1: oh yeah it's heavyweight matchup and I like the AJ Preller approach and the philosophy of being aggressive because I feel like if Mm -hmm. I was a GM I would be like a Preller or Dave Dombrowski where I'm just like blow up that farm system baby and go give me a star (laughs) that's what baseball's about we gotta have stars but for this Padres series. I mean, how are you feeling about your team at this time of the year? Because you know, the second half is usually where the throats get a little tight of those Padres players. And so far in the second half, I mean, Josh Hader had, you know, finally a save in one of his most recent outings. I know he's been a struggle since coming over to San Diego. Like, do you feel like this team is where it needs to be in the second half of the season? Because I feel like there's still a lot of moving parts. Um, so a lot of question marks around this Padres team. I feel like there's still some inconsistencies with some players in the rotation and their lineup. And, uh, but just really, like outside of like Manny Machado, like I don't feel like I'm in love with this Padres lineup right now. Like, how do you feel about your team at this point?
0: I feel pretty good, uh, honestly. Totally. I think that they've had a lot of really bad stuff. Don't get me wrong, the Josh Hader blow up, uh, it was a trade that I liked, but I gave it a B at the time because I was worried for a variety of reasons. Just so your listeners understand, I think that sometimes as analysts we forget to look into the more simple things which is forget about the talent forget about the stats you need to take in some esoteric uh, extenuating factors like why are the Brewers trading him right that was a little bit weird for me now the Brewers are cheap and I hate them I've been slandering them all season right they're a team that pretends to be competitive and then just, just dips whenever you might have to spend an ounce of money like I can't stand that team but they don't often miss on trades that's one thing about them they miss on not signing people Right, um, and you could even argue signing Christian Yelich has hurt them because he's, you know, declined really rapidly. But their trades usually they know what they're doing. And with the Padres, they traded for Trent Grisham. That guy still isn't even hitting over two hundred, so that was an issue. And the other thing I didn't like was, yeah, he'd been getting lit up a little bit close to the deadline. The rumors about Josh Hader becoming available were suspiciously close to the deadline. Your team, other teams, they've had guys that are, you know, we heard about Madison Bumgarno, who can he be moved months ago, right? Months ago. Mm -hmm. We've heard about um, Andrew Benintendi, right? Who's now in the IL for the Yankees, but he was a common name that everyone threw out there. David Robertson, and even to a smaller degree, Juan Soto, we even heard about before. You didn't really hear a lot about Josh Hader, especially for a team that was in first place. So he's been bad. Um, He's walking a lot of batters, not making anyone swing and miss, huge control issues, and even when he does locate the ball, I mean, he's getting hit up. So it's it's really concerning. It's at the level where the fact that he looks like a guy you need to designate for an assignment is definitely not what the Padres traded for. But with all of that said, there's still 22... or I'm sorry, what are they? Let me make sure I get this right. Mm. Yeah, there's still 22 and 18 in the second half of the season so far, which is good. Juan Soto has been exactly... As advertised. There is nothing about Juan Soto that is the fault of this so far. One problem with the team was Josh Bell off to a really, really slow start for the Padres. Hit a ton of ground balls, which is why I made a joke about how he might have been Eric Cosmer in disguise. Oh, um, that was a great
1: tweet you had. Thank you. Thank you one. Thank that you, made me laugh. That one was it's viral. my biggest that was one good. yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's a my crazy. biggest
0: one yet. I'm constantly chasing the high. Yeah, <laughs> of that tweet, by the way, just constantly going after it. But you know, it was meant as a joke because In fairness, Josh Bell has been pretty productive before as an offensive player. He's had a year where he hit 37 bombs. He was good last season. This wasn't Adam Frazier for the Padres last year. A guy that was an all-star, and it was the only time ever that he showed anything. The one who fits that um, parameter more is Brandon Drury, who has always been talked about. Former Diamondback as well. um, is having a lot of talent, and this is the first year he's really put it together. He's been not the best for the Padres, I do like his versatility. That is great. I like that he could play first and he could play third sometimes. Heck, he could play shortstop and he could play in the outfield. So the versatility is nice. And I think he's an okay defender. Um, but he's he's been slow. He's been a little bit slow uh, for the Padres. Let me just pull up his numbers really quickly because I forgot, to be perfectly honest with you, what the heck this guy has been doing with the Padres. But before then, he hit 274, 335 with a 520 slugging, which. Might be a factor of playing for the Reds in that, you know, hitter-friendly ballpark with the Padres. Pretty, pretty bad, although he's had some big home runs for the team. 410 slugging, 220, batting average, 260 on base. Not the best. Not the best, Millard. So he's had some nice home runs, but not doing a whole lot else. So he's been looking like a miss. But Josh Bell, let me be very clear. He's walking more. He's been a lot, lot better. But it's it's all that combined. I do think that the big problem with the Padres has obviously been the much talked about Tatis' suspension, which killed a lot of the mojo. And I think A.J. Prowler himself probably was livid because he was like, look, we went all in. Drury and Bell aren't on the books for next year. I still want Soto, but, like, do the Padres maybe think about it a little bit if they know for a fact they're not getting Tatis? Maybe. It's possible that they're like, uh, eh, let's go get Ian Happ and Andrew Benintendi instead. Right? It's not impossible that if they knew Tatis wasn't going to be back. That maybe they hold up just a little bit on the trades. I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. I don't know why I host this podcast, but uh, yeah, man, that's the basic vibe when it comes to the Padres lineup. And I think that they've had some annoying losses, but bottom line is, once you make the postseason, I ain't scared of no Brewers. Give me a break. No, I'm not I mean. scared of no. I'm actually scared of the Phillies. I think the Phillies are, could go on a run. They're 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 the the team where you can see either end happening, right? Like you could see them losing every game of the, of the wild card by a score of like seven to two, or you can see that they just get hot. Cause those bats are nuts, especially with Harper coming back. Braves are scary. Mets are scary. Dodgers are scary. Although they have history of blowing it. And then, uh-huh. yeah, so I'm not, I'm not terrified. So I yeah. make the playoffs. We'll see what happens though.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of those postseason teams are going to be pretty scary once you get to the NL playoffs. Like the Brew Crew, I don't even think they're making the postseason. They don't have to worry about them. But if you face the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Cardinals in the postseason, like those are all going to be pretty insane, tough matches. But I look at that Padres rotation, Javi. I mean, I got a Mm. guy named John Mania with an ERA north of five been absolutely crushed by the Dodgers this season. And a guy like Blake Snell... Terrible in the first half, five two year rate, but in the second half, a 2.3 year rate. So what is your trust factor for both of those pitchers entering the postseason? Is a guy like Sean Mania maybe turn into a long reliever out the bullpen once you get there? Do we really trust the second half resurgence of Blake Snell? Like, What's your trust in the rotation members after Darvish
0: and Musgrove? I think that Darvish and Musgrove are obviously, they're just money. We love those mm-hmm. guys. They're great. Musgrove had a little bit ever since the extension, but I think that was just because he genuinely was on fire to start the season. So he's having a very calm regression. That's how I'll call it. A calm regression of being a, a a guy that if he's your number two, you feel great. If he's your number three, you're like, oh my God, we're winning the World Series. If you're number one, you're like, eh, maybe a little bit better. But still, he's, he's a great pitcher. I'm still excited about the contract. Not worried about him at all. And Darvish, he was bad last year. I know you, right? I know you probably made fun of him. You probably slandered him. You said, oh, he was just a sticky stuff
1: merchant. Oh, and for sure. Fact, we crushed him in a couple of those starts. Yeah, yeah, they did,
0: but now you look at him and I think that it's possible that what happened with Darvish last year was age, right? Maybe he just genuinely, and maybe there was something with the sticky oh. stuff that he couldn't adapt immediately. But I think what so he- we're seeing is that good players can fix this. Even James Karinchak of the Cleveland Guardians. That guy got DFA'd. <laughs> That's how bad he was after the sticky stuff. And now he's back and he's killing it. So you know, I think with Darvish, we've seen, hopefully he holds up, right? He was great the yeah. other night. He's been awesome. A vintage, vintage Dodgers performance. Um, Nine strike gaps, nowhere in runs. I mean, it was, it was awesome stuff. He's so much fun to watch when he's on fire. That guy I love for the playoffs. Clevenger, a little bit of a wild card, but he's still solid uh, at worst. He's still solid. So Snell just has to be okay. And I think that we've seen... That strikeout stuff, while I would like him to last longer into games, especially given the sometimes uh, up-and-down bullpen of the San Diego Padres, I mm-hmm. still like the guy. Now comes Manaya <laughs> Sean Manaya is... I still stand by loving the trade when they made it. The reason why is because if Manaya is your 4 or 5, you're in business. I do not like him as a 1 at all, not at a 2, Maybe, depending on your first and t- first two guys, a three. But as a four or five, I was all for it. Entering a contract year, he'd been an innings eater. He was with Bob Melvin in Oakland. There was a lot to like. And I know that he his stats, you know, a lot of strikeouts, but he gets hit hard. Right? That was his thing. Even with all his sinkers that he's throwing, he gets hit hard. But I didn't think he would get this bad. I think it's at the point where, I mean, and even when I himself came out the other day and was like, if it's better for the team, maybe maybe I shouldn't pitch. <laughs> Hey, like it's a paraphrase, that, just a little bit. Just a paraphrase. Um, admitting defeat. Yeah, like, hey, maybe he's a guy that needs to go to the bullpen, and maybe a guy like Nick Martinez is the guy that should be the fifth starter, a guy who's been not spectacular but certainly reliable for what you're expecting out of him. So maybe it's possible that you just view it as a a combo, right? That the fifth starter for the Padres is Nick Martinez slash, um, what's that dude's name that I just said, Shamaniah. i Right? So mm-hmm. maybe that's what they have to do going forward. But based on what's happened, yeah. I mean, in a playoff series, it's very unlikely that the Padres can go out there and trust Sean Minaya. He's just getting killed by everybody. Fans, Don Orso, I love him. I love the man. But they were giving him some slander, uh, Luis Campizano for catching him. I was like, have y'all not been watching him the entire second half? Of- it doesn't matter if you or I are catching. It doesn't matter if... if- Uh, Johnny in his prime was catching. This guy will be terrible, right? That's just the kind of the shakeup of things. Hopefully you can figure it out. But I mean, that's just the, that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you miss on trades. Uh, and I think that that's unfortunate, but nevertheless, I think that their rotation can hold up fine against most teams. And I think that some of those guys, your Clevengers, your Snells, we saw in the world series. I think those guys could have that playoff legendary type of start. I really, really do. Um, just not Sean Manah. <laughs> I don't trust that guy right now. Uh, but hopefully he can uh at least figure it out for regular season purposes.
1: Yeah. Look at Manaya's numbers like throughout his career now. Like if you put in this mm-hmm. season, like they're actually like not as good as you might think. Like it's a lot of mm-hmm. seasons like North of Four is his, like career already is like four oh nine. So maybe he's not as good as we thought when the Padres acquired him. And I thought it was funny your point about you, Darvish, of being bad last year, because you said last year maybe it was age. Did he get younger this season, Javi? I'm confused about how age works. Did he get younger in age 35? (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're right. You
0: caught me. You caught me. You you caught me. All right. You caught me. (laughs) What I meant more was maybe it wasn't the sticky stuff, but maybe it was age actually that impacted him last year. Uh, And just because of that, you have to fi- see, hey, he was pitching otherworldly, and because of his age, maybe he was like, damn, I gotta figure out how to pitch without this stuff already? Like, this is kind of tough. Then he worked it over in the offseason, and it clearly has been better. That's my thing. For next year, could be a problem, but he is also you Darvish, and you really? Darvish rules, and he's so much fun to watch. 3,000 strikeouts he recently reached for his major professional career. Not all of them in the major leagues, I don't mm-hmm. care, still counts to a degree um, in terms of just an incredible pitcher, and I think that a tinker that he is he'll find a way right strikeout rates down but he lasts longer into games and I think that that's what matters if you're not giving up a ton of runs So
1: yeah and i wonder if the padres want to put the same workload on him next season because he is getting older like he's gonna be age 36 next year and it feels like you darvish has been in the league it feels like you darvish came in the league at like age 28 but also feels like he's been in the league like 15 years that was yeah. like a weird uh, mm-hmm. paradox right there but yeah for this padres team i mean we'll see what they do to the postseason i mean i think most of those nl teams are like pretty much on the same level like i look at all those wildcard teams um i probably have the braves a little bit higher than like the phillies or padres but like I don't know. If you told me the Padres took down yeah. the Phillies in the series then took down the Cardinals in the series mm-hmm. after that, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, now – told me the Padres end up in the World Series. Uh, you know what? I might, I might be a little taken aback by that statement. Okay, you know, I might be, okay. a, I'd be a little shocked by that. But okay. other than that, mm-hmm. Padres, we'll see. Um, making the postseason. But you know what? The D-backs, <laughs> we're still right there. We're still right there. <laughs> we still got to see you a couple more times in the Brewers and the Dodgers. So we, you never know. We might get back in the race. And if the D-backs can make it, you know, within five games of the wild card, we'll consider that a successful season by D-backs fans. I will say – I wish
0: that the Padres had a little bit of an X factor for an unproven. Can this guy come up and be great? You know they had that with M- Mackenzie Gore. You were hoping that CJ Abrams could do that, but they traded those guys. Um, I think that Hassan Kim is the most underrated player on the team currently. Great defense and has developed to be an average major league at bat. So I'd be looking at that. And just to let, just to kind of encompass uh, how bad Sean Manaea has been in August. Throughout his career, he just gets gassed. Uh, and maybe that's his thing. ERA in August by year since he debuted in the league. 2016, 3.97. Oh, that's not that bad, right? 2017, 9.17. 2018, 4.26. 2019, he didn't qualify. 2020, 5.06. And 2021, 9.9. I'm sensing a trend here. I'm sensing a trend here, man. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. I, I don't know, man. Um, so hopefully he can pick things up but yeah man I just look I know that it gets thrown around a lot but the Atlanta Braves from last year really are a great example the Nationals from a few years ago are a good example of teams that you know aren't necessarily receiving the most hype but you could just go on a run even the Red Sox to a small degree last year they're a wild card team and they just hit the crap out of the ball will it last forever I don't know but stranger things have happened and bottom line is this Padres are just not used to playoffs so by itself making the playoffs is just awesome uh, and it's going to be awesome for them. And hopefully, right, Dodgers fans love talking smack. But if we face them again, guess what? This time, hopefully, uh, our top two starters aren't going to be hurt. And then you guys can act like you just beat us straight up. You didn't. You got lucky. Again, wow. congratulations on the 2020 World Series. The Mickey Mouse win, as some Woo! people call it. I just think it's telling. I think it's telling. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm gonna stop trolling. The Dodgers okay. are, are still a great team, and I think that they'll be
0: probably in the World Series, but we'll see.
1: And I was gonna say for Padres X factors, why not the most average All Star of all time being the X factor, and Jay Cronenworth, a two time All Star. Better watch it, man. He don't, be 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 don't be disrespectful. Don't be
0: disrespectful, Mister Miller. Don't don't you dare. Uh, that being said, you're kind of right. As a batter, <laughs> he's been his slugging is down this year. Um, And every time it looks like he's starting to heat up, he has not done that, right? So that's been really frustrating. He's basically been our Quetel Marte this year.
1: Wow, okay,
0: okay. That's right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right, sir. That was a good job there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, thank you.
0: Um, Miller, that about does it for our first of two episodes this Mm -hmm. week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. For the next episode, I promise you, you're going to enjoy it. It's fantasy football season, right? And no, no, no. That doesn't mean we're talking about... The, the Arizona Cardinals, or we're talking about the, the formerly San Diego Chargers. No, 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 not like that. We're doing a draft. That's right. Tomorrow's episode, Miller and I drafting former Padres and Diamondbacks that are no longer on the team and were sent away via trade since the beginning of the AJ Pro era, which is 2014, around then. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be drafting each other's players and mocking essentially both of our GMs for losing some big-time talent. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at javipeno. J A V I I P E N O. Millard at creator thomas twenty four. Of course, locked on on Twitter. Everybody follow the Everything's. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful, my fire faithful homies and D-backs homies. Take care.